Welcome to FisherCast, a Six Feet Under retrospective. I am your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my Six Feet Undertakers. Moira. And Des. And we are again joined by my fellow uh, funeral director here, uh, guesting on the show. Say hi, Claire. Hi, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> they won't let me go. <laughs> that's, that's because we love your accent so much. That's oh, why I keep you around. You. you class up the joint. And your name is Claire. <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> I gotta get a Ruth and a Nate and a David on here sometime. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, uh, uh, what's that? Collect the whole set. Yeah. <laughs> and I have red hair as well. Excellent. Awesome. Oh, I know that because I'm your friend on Facebook. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not a lurker. I am now too. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> with that, why don't we get into the Darwin Award? All right, so I don't actually have a Darwin Award story for for this, but I do have a because because the death in this was a natural death, and it's you can't find a funny natural death. On the Darwin <laughs> Awards, so I found one that's sort of related. Um, this is from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, earlier this year. It's called the Surreal Sequence of Events. Uh, Bob Pellman had come to say goodbye to Andy Toth, a longtime buddy and fellow a fellow widower and member of the same church. Uh, his daughter, Laura, said Andy's death hit him hard. My dad was a quiet man. He did not express his feelings very easily, but he was very sad about Andy, and I think he felt he was becoming the only guy left. He was feeling like he was outliving a lot of his buddies. I think the whole thing was just too much for him, she said. She arrived at Andy's funeral only to discover her 81-year-old father on the floor, dead from a heart attack. It's almost like Andy came down and got him and said, Hey, Bob, it's better here. I'm here with Carol and Marilyn. It's hard not to feel that. It's very surreal, very much so. So, uh, yeah, not as funny, but... Uh, <laughs> no, not as funny. Gives, yeah. me little, gives me little shivers. All right. Well, okay. you know, hopefully for your sake, Robin, there won't be too many natural deaths in the show and you won't have this problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I thought it was interesting that this is the first natural death that we've seen in the show. Yeah. You know, opening mm. one, all the rest have been kind of crazy accidents. And we got two, two, two deaths in one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, now that we're discussing the episode, maybe we should move on to open casket viewing. Okay. So season one, episode six, The Room. David dives into his new role as church deacon and devotes himself to feeding the poor while fending off the advances of a voracious divorcee. Ruth finds herself the center of attention for both her ex-lover, Hiram, and an ardent Russian florist, Nikolai. <laughs> Nate discovers his father's secret life hidden deep in the accounting books. Claire meets Brenda's brother, Billy, and discovers she has a lot to learn about men. Written by Chris, Christian yeah, Christian Taylor and directed by Rodrigo Garcia. Excellent. So uh, our opening death is Hattie Jones. Um, her husband, Alfred, wakes up to find her passed away in their bed. And even Wake Up Bitch doesn't exactly... Uh, Get her moving. <laughs> I've labeled him th throughout my notes. I've labeled him angry black man. <laughs> I labeled him sassy old black man. It, it's it, he is sassy is a much nicer word. Yeah, unfortunately, in my notes, he makes me laugh through the whole thing. Alfred. So. <laughs> Mine's just Mr. Jones. Uh, mm. uh, well, before we get to singing some uh, Counting Crows, let me move on here. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we find Nate reading Charlotte Light and Dark. Um, wouldn't it be fun mm -hmm. to 
start going out with a girl and you find out there's a whole book written about her past <laughs> you can read all of that no, no. no. total um, psychoanalysis would be so freaky yeah <laughs> i don't know about all that mm-hmm. they did um they released a tie-in book um i i don't know if you've you've seen this robin oh. um to do with the series um which isn't kind of like your normal tie-in books it's for the first three seasons and i, I can't remember the name but it's it's basically like lots of documents and photos relating to the fishes yes, that's, and it's really cool that's and they have like excerpts from um charlotte light and dark yes that's coming to me in the mail actually i ordered oh, it used and yeah. i'm hoping i'll be able to incorporate some of it mm. there, yeah, it's, it's a very cool book i actually ordered two six feet under books uh one one is that one and one is like a just like a collection of essays about six feet under mm. um I was really hoping there would be a lot more out there, but there really doesn't seem to be. Even on the internet, yeah, it's hard to. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> there's some. There's episode guides on the internet, but that's there's nothing really in depth. It seems to be the case with a lot of the the HBO shows. Yeah. Um, I don't know if just from over here that there isn't. If they're not the really big ones like True Blood or something like that, there really isn't much tie-in right. stuff to go with them, which is a shame. Right. Um, we get here, uh, a, uh, our first flashback of Brenda being analyzed and talking about her doll being raped or something like that. I made a note. I said, oh, eight year old Brenda was one crafty little chicklet. (laughs) Yeah, she was. She was smart little whip. Um, we see, uh, a couple of scenes of Ruth staring at a saucepan. We'll leave that till later to discuss. Um, (laughs) And we have Nate picking up a uh, a car from the garage, and a mechanic uh, starts talking about Nate's dad, saying that he was a funny guy, and that actually the repairs are on the house because uh, it, it turns out that he was trading the repairs for the cost of burying his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, we see uh, let's see uh, David interviewing Alfred. Uh, talking about whether he wants a double plot or whatever. And Alfred is very antagonistic at first. He does, doesn't want to be taken advantage of, and he doesn't want his wife touched. And uh, David kind of begs him to reconsider and ends up waiving the embalming fee. <laughs> I bet that hurt him. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> Nate's going through some more research about dear old dad and finds out that the uh, books are a little weird, that some of the transactions are written a little differently and there's little stars next to them and finds a name in there that he's going to check out. Uh, Victoria Wilcox. Mm-hmm. Uh, next off, uh, Tracy is introducing herself to Ruth at, outside of church and uh, finds out that David actually doesn't have a, a fiance and um, David pulls her away and pretty much yells at her. But while this is happening, Hiram shows up. And David actually gets to meet Hiram. And I wrote Bloody down him. I know, I wrote Ed Begley's back. Because <laughs> I, like I like him. No, I don't mean I like him in a, in a he's a cute way. I mean, I like him. I don't know. I, I think of him from previous things he's done. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> what do you think of Hiram, Claire? I I really um with the actor I really only know him from um from this yeah. uh, mainly I've seen him in a couple of other things like Veronica Mars um for the character I do I do really like him but um 
mainly as an alternative to Nikolai, who I really don't like. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like Nikolai. <laughs> he Although amused me. Look like he's actually trying to devour Ruth at the end when they're he was it. He was so, um, oh, what's that, lecherous. It was awesome. <laughs> you know, I mean, how old is Ruth, right? She's, she's, she's an older 50s, woman. Yeah. Yeah, she's an older woman, and he was looking at her like he wanted to bang her. That's, you know, I mean, how she was not flattered, I don't know. You know, at that at her age, I'm sure she doesn't get all the young men, you know, after her like she used to. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I'm not saying she's unattractive or anything. I'm just saying she's an older woman, you know, and yeah. he had a nice accent. <laughs> Uh, Claire gets woken up to Alfred pounding on the door. He wants to see his wife. And uh, once she gets his foot jammed in the door, he starts screaming to the whole neighborhood that there's a white girl trying to cripple an old black man. (laughs) (laughs) I have that written down as one of my favorite lines. (laughs) Me too. I said that just made me giggle. Oh, it was very priceless. I really like the act. I don't know the actor's name, but the actor that plays Alfred, I think he's brilliant in this episode. I've seen him in so many things. Yeah, Yeah, character actor. Sort of balance between being a really sort of grumpy old man and just breaking your heart as well because obviously he's completely devoted to his wife and yeah i think he does a really good job and he's really funny as well mm-hmm. yeah um brenda pops by to looking for nate and finds alfred actually asleep on claire and won't let go of her <laughs> hand oh so sweet <laughs> although at some point i started to think oh god i hope he hasn't already passed on he's not really just lying there <laughs> with his hand in rigor mortis unable to move it i thought for sure he was dead at first <laughs> Funny yeah. enough. uh anyway <laughs> <laughs> um claire offers herself to brenda to help with the cabinet and that that she needs moving and uh um just to get away, I, I suppose. And Brenda doesn't really want to babysit her. Just really kind of doesn't want to hang out with her at all. But Claire kind of, Claire kind of gets in her face a bit or whatever is immediately incorporates herself into Brenda's life. Um, and, uh, yeah, Brenda has a nice little moment with Alfred after this. And, mm-hmm. um, she mm-hmm. says she's sorry about his wife. And Alfred says, you're born alone, you die alone. Um, going on, uh, Nate meets uh, lovely old Jessica, the the uh, hippie lady. <laughs> says that the pot dealer <laughs> <laughs> says that Nate Senior was kind of a kook, and but he was really proud of uh, Nate. And um, when Nate asks what kind of arrangement they had, she hands him a bag of weed. <laughs> And that was his mm-hmm. dad's monthly supply. So he's found out from the mechanic that his dad was funny, and from this lady that his dad smoked pot and was kind of kooky, and you can just see the dawning in his brain of realizing he didn't really know his dad, right? I think maybe he would have, maybe he would have if his dad had lived, and you know, mm, he wasn't he so were around. far away. Yeah, yes. because yeah. I know that as an adult, my parents. You know, I know so much more about them now than I ever did as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, get, I get all that stuff where when I was a kid, they're just my parents, right. you know. But it's, it's as if for Nate, because he did leave 
I don't quite know exactly what age, but relatively young, as soon as he could, yeah. he only had that unidimensional view of his dad. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think it's neat to watch him recognize his father had all these other layers that he didn't know anything about. But and also, also David, you know... Um, oh, sorry. Sorry, Dad. No, go ahead, Claire. I was going to say, um, David mentions that he and uh, Nathaniel only really spoke about work, but obviously they did have something of a bond over that, whereas um, Nate didn't even have that with Nathaniel. Right. They wouldn't even speak about work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you know, people have different um, personalities with different people. Like, mm -hmm. you know, around my children, I'm one way. When I'm away from my children, I'm a completely different person. You I know, I so. mean, because, I, yeah, I have, to be, <laughs> I, I have to be the responsible grown-up around my kids. And when I'm not around the kids, you know, I, I'm, you know, like to have fun and, and play around and everything. So, yeah, they don't see me like my friends mm -hmm. see me. But I also so. think it's just classic for father-son relationship to have a dad who is incapable of telling his son that he's proud of him. Right. Um, right. While he can tell he's, other people. He can tell other people. And that happened with my, my father-in-law and my husband. That My father-in-law told me what he thought of my husband that he mm -hmm. couldn't say directly. Mm -hmm. um, which I just, it's just classic and I find it fascinating. Yeah. Men. Oh. <laughs> is it getting dusty in here? No, I just not at all. Only, this is a dusty. This only, is a dusty episode only, for me. Sorry, <laughs> just only for sissies like you, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, so we go on to uh, David helping Father Jack with the homeless, and uh, uh, too much uh, applause from the homeless. The homeless are very happy with David. Uh, <laughs> for the one guy. <laughs> Fuck you, church freaks. <laughs> and, but he still takes the food. I love Absolutely. that. That was great. <laughs> and uh, Hiram Hiram shows up and uh, wants mm -hmm. to talk with David. Is kind of worried about Ruth, and David is completely disgusted with him. Yeah, and Hiram. I no don't bad. blame David. <laughs> no, it's a bit soon. Yeah, yeah. No. Like Me him too. calling him son is wildly yeah. inappropriate. Oh, I hate when people do that. People call it's you son. Just no, not me. <laughs> but you know, when people when people call people who are not their child son, it just it's very condescending. Yeah, yeah. I got the sense it was more his manner of speaking, at, rather than him actually trying to be a father figure. But it was just so yeah. wildly inappropriate. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's inappropriate in a situation, no matter what the intent is. Yeah, it's just condescending. Yep. And next up, we get. One of my favorite scenes in Six Feet Under. Um, a, uh, Nate finds a room above an Indian yeah. restaurant that his father mm -hmm. had uh, rented for a funeral, uh, in exchange for a funeral. And the guy says that sometimes he'd be gone for months, sometimes he'd be there every day. And um, Nate looks around the room and sees cards and a, a completely full ashtray, some records, a glass with lipstick on it. And... Um, thinks about Nate Senior hanging out and we get this great <laughs> montage of uh, uh, Nathaniel dancing, uh, doing bong rips with like motorcycle dudes, <laughs> getting a blowjob from a hooker and then taking shots out the window. <laughs> and that was the one that made me laugh that out loud awesome. with the shot. <laughs> yeah. well, I love the song oh choice God. as well. It's just, yeah. it's, I love it. It's great. Do you know the music that was playing during that montage? Yeah. Center of Your Mind by... Journey to the Center of the Mind, yeah, by yeah. the Amboy Dukes from 1968. It wasn't before my song. time. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, I, I made a gif of, uh, of uh, Nathaniel dancing for my <gasps> Tumblr blog, and I'm going to throw it up on the website. Yay. Yeah. I post this episode. Just cause <laughs> I was going to actually ask um, last week, um, I was going to ask um, Des and Moira about Nathaniel, because I think there's now been two episodes where Nathaniel hasn't appeared. And do you, have you found that you've missed him when he's not in episodes or you, no. you know, you what are your sort of thoughts on that? I don't miss him when he's not there, but I, nope. I quite enjoy him when he is. Yeah. Uh, I, I could care less. <laughs> yeah, you're not big on him. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, I mean, it's okay, but he's dead and gone. I mean, okay, I appreciate that um, Nate's finding all this stuff out about his father, um, you know, that he didn't know. I appreciate that, but... You know, I mean, I don't know if we need to keep seeing Ghost Dad so much. Here I am weeping watching this episode, and Des is like, really? More with the dad? <laughs> She's like, meh, meh, exactly. eh, whatever, meh. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the things as well I always think of when I see Nathaniel in it is, um, not in regards really to the character, but um, what a hard job that role must be for an actor. Because it's only really in the first sort of minute of the pilot and in the occasional flashback that he's playing Nathaniel, yeah. the character. The rest of the time, he's playing every other character because he's playing their kind of projected view of Nathaniel. Mm -hmm. It must be quite quite a hard role for the actor to do, and he does a really good job at it, I think. He does, Mm -hmm. doesn't he? Must be fun, too, in a way, I would think. Mm. I mean, just just the montage alone would have been fun (laughs) to do. (laughs) Um, Yeah, in the next scene, we meet Nikolai. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's a, oh gosh, oh gosh, poor old horny Nikolai. <laughs> I freaking love Nikolai. I'm sorry. I do, I do too. I think he's awesome. <laughs> he's fun. Um, and I think maybe it's just his appearance in this episode. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't find him terribly appealing. I just, I find no. him. I just love but, how but he just dead... sits there and smiles. Well, yes. as Ted pointed out, you can see the lust written on his face. Yes, and it's great. He's not, he's not subtle. No, he's a very passionate <laughs> Russian. Passionate. Yes. The Russians are okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we go to Brenda's house where Claire and Brenda are moving the cabinet in, and Claire finds the Charlotte Light and Dark book and talks about how much she loved it. And uh, Brenda is kind of you know, irritated by that. But then Billy pops in to say it's all about her. (sighs) (laughs) Well, I had, I had a thought there. One was while Claire was gushing about the book, I was so fearful that Brenda might say something really mean to her. Mm -hmm. And she did. Ultimately she did right at the very end. And, uh, uh, Although I can understand how uncomfortable that must feel for Brenda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, oddly enough, I, I actually could identify with that. That it, it made me kind of cringe. I just wanted Claire to stop. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then she starts yes. calling Speak- her Gandhi and Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. And Billy's kind of egging Claire on as well, yeah. I think. Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. He's I always just think that Billy, um, kind of, in particularly in the first scenes with Claire, the way he observes Claire and is looking at her, it's almost exactly the way that um, Margaret and Bernard mm. kind of mm-hmm. observe Nate. 
um in the previous episode it's yes. you know how, what can i how can i use this person um, yes he's taking her measure yeah. very good yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah. and uh he even offers to hang out with her and uh <sighs> inappropriate completely <laughs> gave me the creeps and and you know, brenda, and brenda was trying to yeah. you know not let that happen by yes having Claire instead, and you know what? She didn't try hard nope, enough. I don't think so. No, she, she didn't. Really didn't. She did I felt, I felt that that was one thing. This whole series that I really hated Brenda for, that she would let the seventeen-year-old, who was who clearly had stars in her eyes, go off with this grown man who clearly was interested in you know in an inappropriate way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That really upset me. Yeah, yeah, I felt the same way. Or, or who at least she's aware he would toy with Claire, and that mm-hmm. you know that right. Claire's pretty young and vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, because we yeah. learned from this episode. If you think Brenda's a master manipulator, you oh have yeah, no idea. Billy's worse. He's pretty. I mean, I think Brenda. He's cruel. He's just yeah, cruel to Claire. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely more sadistic than Brenda. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like him. <laughs> I love Seriously. Billy. I do. I like, I love characters who are just, uh, you like that. Okay. Yes. Uh, Yes. Um, then we go back to the room where Nate's smoking a joint with his dad and (laughs) his ghost dad, not his real dad. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, he's having this conversation about, um, you know, I wish he told him stuff when he was alive or whatever. And, and, Nathaniel admits that he couldn't even answer him then anyway. Um, but he's mm. more like a he's more like a prophet now that he's dead, and uh, he even knows the meaning of life. And mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think he says, I think Nate says to him, "You could have told me you were proud of me." Because I wrote this yeah. down because I really like the line. You could have told me you were proud of me, and Nathaniel answers, "You were never around for me to tell," which is exactly what I was proud of you for. Mm-hmm. They had telephones and email. Come on. <laughs> I'm telling you, the dads don't know how to say these things out loud. <laughs> I, I think I think that's changed, though. I mean, you know, an, older generations are were like that. But right. younger generations, like my dad's only, he's just 60. And, you know, he's never been afraid to tell me or my brother that he's proud of us. So, mm. you know, the young, the, the next generation down not so bad well hopefully yes we've got our acts together a bit more at least in that respect yeah <laughs> maybe not in other ways but i love the part where he's like i know the meaning of life and he's like you want to know and he and nate, <laughs> nate you know he's stoned he's like will it fuck me up if you do <laughs> <laughs> i think nathaniel i don't know if you uh, you think this is or thought this when you saw it as well robin i think nathaniel's whispering the name of laura palmer's killer to uh to nate and it's a crossover <laughs> <laughs> that must be it. And then Nate uh, wakes up with a little cowlick in his hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't notice the cowlick, but. <laughs> uh, and when did Nate shave? Yeah, he's he's clean. Oh, how many up, huh? episodes? I mean, have. Have I been watching him through these episodes and not even noticed that he shaved? Because I would be very disappointed in myself if if I did not notice that. Well, I guess he's you know he's getting ready to take that funeral director's mm-hmm. test, right? So he's got to get rid of the Is it just this episode, though? It might have. Was know. he was he still 
you know, Beardy in the last you episode. You didn't tell us we had to have Scruff Watch. Yeah, oh my true. god, we okay. need to have Scruff Watch. You, everybody knows I love the Scruff. Yeah. All right, Gabby, please rewind and let us know. And, yeah. <laughs> tell us about Scruff Watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we have a little short scene with Ruth finding some baby food in the kitchen. More on that later. You. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little old, a but it's little. canned. It's canned. We're good. Uh, I think it was a- the next seed. Uh, David uh, cracks Tracy. I think oh. Tra- that was me. She breaks my heart in this scene. See? Mm-hmm. Yes. This is when I feel bad for Tracy because mm-hmm. I mean, haven't we all been there? Or at least I know I have. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you know, she's just very, very lonely, mm-hmm. and you know, she's not. It's not the most appropriate way to try and get, you know, attention for from men. But uh, <laughs> you know, that's she's just lonely, and he doesn't have to be so cruel to her. Yeah, she's just one of those mm-hmm. like overbearing people that doesn't know they're being overbearing. I think. Yeah, she's a little desperate, a little needy, yeah. you know, and just her personality is just a little obnoxious. I can relate. And um, David is definitely under some pressure that Tracy doesn't know about as well. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and next we have the pedo scene. Um, uh-huh. A little makeout time between Billy and Claire. In his Inappropriate. <sighs> Claire warns him, don't mess with me. Yeah, she's 17. What's she going to do? Really? Because she's, yeah, like she's a tough chick. It's kind of like when in, um, I think it was two episodes ago, when she's in the morgue with the Mm -hmm, the guy from the gang, and he sort of turns to her and says, you're some kind of tough little bitch, aren't you? You know, and she's all bravado. Yeah. Well, you know, what she did to Gabe might have scarred him. True. Uh, so who knows? I mean, um, we'll see what happens with that. Um, yeah, David driving van back, see some gay dudes making out, heading to a club. David. Yeah, I was wondering at first. I'm like, why are they being so blatant in his face? And then I realize he's in the church, <laughs> church van. Yeah. Yeah. They, pan, they pan yes. back and show you what he's driving. Yeah. Yes, that was hilarious. That. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He, they probably thought they were offending him, but I, he wasn't offended. No, I think he was quite intrigued. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, next scene, Alfred seems to be making his rounds with everybody at Fisher Fisher and Sons um, because he has a little time with Rico. And Rico is kind of, as usual, proud of his work, but um, Alfred says that's not his wife. And then he warns Rico that his beautiful young wife will end up turning into that someday. Um, then we get Nate showing Brenda the room and, um, we find out Nathaniel actually had that room for like seven years and, uh, Nate thinks it's kind of sad. Uh, but Brenda's kind of really into it. She's fascinated, but she's mm-hmm. unfortunately not giving Nate exactly what he wants, which is maybe some sort of vibe or some, you know, her, like an explanation from her or something or well, I don't really know what he's expecting yeah. from yeah, her as well at I, this point. <laughs> I think that was kind of peculiar too, as if he yeah. thought that because she had this very high IQ that uh, she said, Do you think I'm some sort of witch? And I thought, Yeah, like Nate. Like what, Sherlock Holmes. what do you think I she's mean... Yeah, she's not a she's not a what, what do well, you call I them? Think, she's not I a... think even even before Nate found out about her high IQ and stuff like that, like she like that like that massage 
see the shiatsu scene that she had mm-hmm. with him and he he was she was telling him about like the you know pain and vulnerability and stuff like that. i forget exactly what it was but mm-hmm. i think maybe he, he thought marks in places or something yeah, like that i think perhaps maybe she, he thought she would get some something out of that room um it just yeah. seemed a little bit um kind also, of naive of him a yeah. bit she's also an unbiased um you know somebody sure. who who because he's he's there he's worried you know oh my dad was having an affair or something you know but she's somebody who's removed from the situation who can probably give him a better you know mm-hmm. talk him down or be more objective or, yeah exactly be more objective than him and, and I thought what she actually said to him and I didn't write the quote down but uh, was pretty spot on like about how his dad just needed his own place yeah and yeah, I, I, I thought yeah. in a way that was probably the best thing she could have said everybody needs their own you know yeah. space mm-hmm. whether they get it or not though right. it's a different story well, at the end of the scene, we get Nate's uh, fear of death coming back up again, saying that he doesn't want to be a person that dies without anybody knowing who he was. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, we get. Oh, just to let you guys know, I'm actually sketching a drawing for you right now. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Multitasking. <laughs> yep. Claire, amongst every other talent, is in fact also very artistic, audience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it. Okay, cool. Um, next we get Alfred sitting with his wife while Nikolai shows up with the flowers, <laughs> <laughs> giving her the sex look. <laughs> the sex Maybe you look. like it. Swack. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, and Alfred has. I think I think he struck a little too close to home, perhaps, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and Alfred decides to strike a little deeper by suggesting that she should get laid. <laughs> I made a note about our Mr. Jones. I said he just sees right through to the core of people, whether it's Claire or Ruth or later on Nate. Yeah. He just he just calls him like he sees him, and he's right on. He comments on her red uh, top, doesn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love it. I love in his talk with Nate later on how like we're talking about Mr. Jones, but I mean just how he's we've been complimenting Nate on how well he does with people and yeah he automatically is like don't give me that bullshit you know (laughs) (laughs) i like how he's not afraid to say what he's thinking you know Mm -hmm. whether it's gonna offend you or not Mm -hmm. he's he's just a great character that guy Mm -hmm. and uh next we have uh chris hansen showing up at the fisher residence uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Billy picks Claire up from school and does. Uh, oh, he was totally stalkering her oh, with the camera yeah. and everything. I'm amazed that nobody like came up and said. I mean, wouldn't someone yeah. come up and say something? And go, why are you taking photos of, of, of underage at a high people. school? Yes, <laughs> it's just so creepy. You would, you would hope that in real life someone would, you know, say something yeah. to him. And what struck me was the look on Claire's face when she, it's, she's, it's so well acted when she first catches him, catches his eye or realizes that's him yeah. and then he's photographing her. And when they capture the way her face just is lighting up and you can tell she's falling for this guy yeah. and my little heart is thinking, oh, Claire, this is not a nice man. Mm-hmm. I just, oh, I just, again, I winced and I'm, Yeah. And uh, we go back to the Fisher house where Billy ends up getting a picture of him kissing Claire and grabbing While fondling her breast, yes. Why why Uh, would he uh, want 
evidence. I mean, I I don't know what the age of consent is in uh, California at this time, but you know, I mean, seriously, that is Billy evidence. wanting to pat Billy on the back about being able to completely manipulate Claire and do whatever he wants with I her. Guess That's what that was. So. It was but just you gross. Think- you would think yeah. no evidence, no evidence, you know. Oh, he's you can tell a... as well straight afterwards she looks so uncomfortable that she knows that was inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And I wrote yeah, my notes, I, I said, Billy, get your creepy hands off of Claire. Claire, run away, run, Claire, run. <laughs> <laughs> but she did not listen to me. <gasps> um, then he gets to be, gets to talking about Nate and Brenda and well, asking about her. Yes, mm-hmm. and all I could think was, Billy is so obviously jealous of Nate. Yeah. Right? So palpable. <laughs> He's he horrified that anybody's coming between him and his sister, which is back to our previous discussion about... Yeah. It is- oh my god, is there incest? Oh, no. I, I, that, that just grosses me out so much. Let's hope not. So yeah. he gets what he needs. I think because they see themselves as Nathaniel and Nisba as well, mm-hmm. so it's like them versus the world. Mm-hmm. The book, so... And that's def- I think definitely he sees it a lot more maybe than she does. Yes, he seems Nate's much less um, evolved, I guess. He's much less socialized, perhaps, than mm-hmm. Brenda. <laughs> um, oh. So he gets what he wants and takes off. Um, and we have uh, Nate. He gets very upset when Claire, um, Claire says that Nate is in love with Brenda. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. There's a definite change after that mm-hmm. exact yes. line, I noticed. That's yeah. when he hightails it out of there. Yeah. Or he's, or perhaps he's gotten what he came for, which was that information. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, next is Nate talking to Alfred. And uh, oh, Alfred's talking about how, you know, love is like some pretty thing that catches your eye. And then 56, later, 56 years later, mm-hmm. you're shitting yourself in a movie theater. And she's the only one who can help you. And that Nate doesn't know shit about love. Mm. And he says, I won't argue that. Mm, yeah. yeah. Next we have Jim going to Club Ramrod. And... Ramrod. <laughs> Best name ever. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, goes back to... I say Jim because that's what the name he went by. Um, he goes back to Greg's apartment. And uh, after that he gets in his car and looks very sad. Poor David. Yeah. Well, so I was wondering at this point whether he and Keith, when they had that fight, if they broke up or if he's cheating on him or I wasn't real clear. It's not clear, is it? No, it's right. not. It's quite ambiguous. Um, then we get Ruth talking to Nikolai and she apologizes to him and then she tells him about the sauce band reminded her of making cream corn and the baby food that she found and she's surrounded by relics and the Kalai lays one right on her. I didn't know if you were imitating or vomiting. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm imitating what it's like to be kissed by Nikolai. Oh, well. I'd take it. (laughs) (laughs) His his kiss is, does, Creep me out less than Hiram's. Mm. Uh, yeah. Because Hiram's just like, rah, 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 like devouring. <laughs> yeah. Um, now Claire <laughs> is calling Billy from school and, of course, uh, getting her little heart broken. Yeah, wow. Okay, he makes Brenda look like a 
nice person. The way he flips his phone shut and tosses it, yeah, it just speaks volumes. Well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, he's we see from Billy's point of view, he's sitting there in front of Brenda talking to her. Is but he's, is he putting on a mask? Just. Is it just for Brenda, you're yeah. saying? Or was this something that he planned all along just to mess with Claire? Or, yeah. I mean, what do you think about I, that? No, I, I, think, um, I think he's um, both physically and metaphorically tossing her aside at that moment. And he's like, he's got, like I said, I think he got what he wanted out of her, which was information about Brenda and Nate's relationship. And now he really, she has no interest to him. Yeah, I think it was more of a, huh, let's just do this for fun because I can kind of thing, you know. Uh, maybe, yeah, I maybe thought it was not. a I thought it was a fact finding thing. I, well, I could be wrong. Again, I'm sure it'll all come out in the wash. We'll find out. But, <laughs> yeah. But he um, just the way again. There's no sense of empathy or conscience to it. He does not care whatsoever that he's hurt this little girl. Yep. So. Oh. Yeah. He's a yeah. supreme jerk, isn't he? Yeah. Selfish, selfish. Really, self. really hot one. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like jerks. What can I say? See, and I oh, we're so different. I look at it and go, I totally, ugh, it just totally creeps me out. Doesn't make him hot at all. Makes him an ass. Mm. <laughs> well, some of, some of it was a little too inappropriate for me, but oh. I don't like pedos. <laughs> Although I I don't think I'd classify him exactly as a pedo because no, I don't think he's a pedophile. I think he's I just manipulative and selfish. Yeah, I think that I don't think he was like planning on really taking that relationship to no. the conclusion mm. there. I think it no. was more no. of a just trying to get what he wanted and that was just the way to do it. So And he's prepared to do that with whomever. Um, right. He wants to toy with Nate, you know? It's another yeah. reason to bother Claire. It's just another way to get to Nate, probably. I don't know. We'll see. But I uh I'm telling you, those Chenoweth clan, oof <laughs> not my favorite <laughs> family. They make the fishes look functional. Don't they? (laughs) (laughs) And that's a bit of a trick. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what did you guys think of the scene where Nate shows David the room? I I don't know how much impression he has. Yeah, he's... He just, I guess he just needs to show everybody, tell everybody, you know, I mean, it's... uh, He's putting so much importance on it yeah i think it's just a contrast between the two brothers that yeah um for david it's as if i don't need to know any of that stuff that's not the reality of the father i knew and it doesn't do anything for me and nate has more of his own as well sorry sorry sorry, more Uh, sorry (laughs) (laughs) Um, i was just saying david has secrets obviously of his own so he probably right his father did because we don't know that if nate and brenda hadn't bumped into him and uh, Keith that he would have actually come out to Nate right. at that time. Right. And he hasn't come out to any of the other fishes. And he kind of retracted his come-outness anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think for the, for the two of them, it just has a different meaning. And for David, it's not an emotional thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So Nate has uh, one last moment. He's packing up and he he looks at the glass and he doesn't want to throw that away. And um, the photo album, he looks through and sees some young pictures of the family. And then he finds some pictures of young naked Ruth. Oh, those were, that was great. That was mm-hmm. great. Yes. Mm-hmm. They, thank goodness they were tasteful because let me tell you, 
I have found some pictures of my parents, and I am scarred for life. <laughs> but luckily, yeah, luckily these were, you know, uh, slightly tasteful. Mm. <laughs> Just basically her back. But, um, yeah. And the actress in those photos, I don't know who she is, but she looks yeah. both yeah. so much like the actress that plays Ruth and so much like Claire. Yeah, Absolutely. So it's, it's very well done. They did a really good sort of casting job for that, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and then Neat Senior appears again to Nate and st- says he wasn't that interesting. And um, <laughs> it the, we get this kind of strange thing where we're wondering why is it that like he was proud of Nate leaving, yet what what plan did he have for Nate when he made the will out? What, what did you guys mm-hmm. think of that? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Oh, yes. <laughs> Do you feel like a professor at the front of the room and nobody Anyone? will raise their hand? Well, I'm not talking about voodoo economics here. <laughs> um, it's just this strange, strange country. They talk about it a little bit, and um, mm. and and Nathaniel actually says, "Like you'll never know and get mm-hmm. over it. Life's too short." Well, I mean, leaving him, leaving him half the business. Doesn't mean, you know, I mean, basically it's an investment. He could have, he could have still, you know, had that and, and been gone mm-hmm. or whatever. So I don't see how that's completely contrary to him being proud of him leaving. Maybe, um, maybe it's a, a thing where it's like he's giving him one more chance to reconnect with the family. You know, yeah. with his roots. Yeah. Um. So Brenda has a talk with Claire about Billy and says that he's a bit complicated, and if she thinks yeah. that Nate <laughs> is high maintenance, yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> Nate shows Ruth the Nike photos, and Ruth tells a nice little story about mm-hmm. how he kept those photos in his pocket. <laughs> To protect him, they, that, that was so sweet. Yeah. That, that story, the whole story about them when they were young, and they had to get a hotel just to, you know, take those pictures because they live with the family, mm-hmm. and it kept him going through Vietnam. I mean, that must have really brought back some of that young love for her. Yeah, she, and which she kind of needed at this exactly. point. Exactly, it's I, like they both met at the right. I mean, the writers are great. Because they figured that out, but <laughs> if this was real, they just met at the right moment, you know. Yeah. Compared notes or whatever. It's yeah. all real, Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's the TV show, guys. <laughs> at that point, we find that Alfred has died next to his wife. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I Which thought. We... See, I, I thought that was gonna happen at first, and then he kept going. So I, <laughs> then I decided he wasn't going to. I was thinking like we'd have to deal with like Alfred having to just finally say goodbye to his wife, and how sad that would be. And then just the fact that he's lying dead next to his wife is just oh. Oh, and you see it all the time. It happens all the time. Well, I don't, but you may. <laughs> yeah, people within a few days or a few weeks of their 50-some-year life partner dying, they pass on too. Yeah, we see it a lot. 
Then we get a little music montage to finish off the episode. We see David seeing a cop car, thinking about Keith. Guy kind of looks like Keith. Um, mm-hmm. Brenda smoking and drinking with Claire. <laughs> and I like that. The way scene. they time in that last yeah. song, um, there's a bit where they time it's before it rains, and they have like um, the noise of thunder. Mm. And the way they time it in the song, I don't know what it is, but every time I see that bit, I just get chills. Nice. It's just mm-hmm. a really nice um, way they matched it up to the song. Mm-hmm. And Ruth goes to the door that we did not expect her to go to. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't. <laughs> I she did. Falls into Hiram's arms, and he attempts to eat her. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns into a horror movie at that point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'd finished our open casket viewing. Let's move on to our Fisher of the Week. So, as, as per usual, let's have our guest go first. Um, I'm going to say Ruth, because um, I really like her scenes in this episode. I like that she's getting a bit of action, um, so <laughs> to speak. <laughs> and... Um, and I, I love the scene um, between her and Nate when they're sitting at the table talking yeah. about um, how people change. I think that's a really lovely scene. Uh, yeah, Ruth. I, I, I got to say, uh, some of the scenes between her and Nate are great because that it's just like like in the pilot where, where she asks him not to leave. And then and there's, uh, there's one where she's asking if she's he's going to stay for dinner or something like that. And it's just like certain moments they have I really... I really dig um, as a mama's boy. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Who's next? I, I, um, well, I, originally, it's funny. I, partway through, I was thinking I was going to pick Nate as my Fisher of the Week. But um, just because he does have this exploratory journey with his dad. But in the end, I settled on Ruth, actually, nice. again. Uh, much for the same reasons as Claire. I think um, that scene where she is reliving her past with Nate um, over the photograph is just so touching and mm. she does it so well the actress does it so well um, that it just moved me and um, yeah that, that's who I'm picking I think and, when I first um, watched this series for the first time she was out of the main characters the main six I think she was my least favourite out of the characters and this episode was a big turning point um, like I said with the, the turning point for Brenda mm-hmm. in the previous episode this one was a big turning point for me in regards to uh, my appreciation of Ruth as a character. Because I, when I think back to how I first described her in, in the pilot, and I thought she was too shrill and too, you know, unbelievably over the top in some ways and too intense, and I'm uh, finding myself warming up to her way more than I thought I would. <laughs> I'm surprised by it, actually. So it's funny. I think I picked Ruth twice in a row now, so I'm surprised by that. But there you go. Des, what does your cold, dead heart say to you? <laughs> uh, I... I really had a hard. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I really didn't. She's picking Mr. Nobody, Jones. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody really stood out to me this week. Aww. But um, so I, I guess I'll just pick Ruth too because I really did like that. You know, when she saw those pictures of herself when she was younger, and and I, I like that she was able to see that. You know, she can. You know, go back to Hiram and and it's okay. You know. Cool. And my pick is got to be Nathaniel Fisher Sr. 
<laughs> oh, I didn't know he was oh. Joyce. <laughs> I don't think it occurred to me we could even pick Nate Senior. Yeah. Oh. He's a fisher. Is that just for his dance, Robin? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the blowjob from the hooker, taking shots out the window. Uh, just some of the scenes that he has with Nate. Yeah, I could almost say in parentheses, Nate Jr. <laughs> because these are really products of his imagination. But I, mm-hmm. I got to at least take this episode to appreciate how awesome Nathaniel Sr. is, at least in everybody's mind. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the the things that um Nate finds out about his dad are cool and that has nothing to do with his perception. It's like he was a funny guy and he he had his he had his room where he partied <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh smoked a lot of weed and uh I mean, you know, that was a nice Or at least that's Nate Jr.'s perception of him. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you know, he had a he had yeah. a lot of weed. <laughs> he had like a heavy sack of weed there, and that was his monthly supply. I get the sense you're a little jealous, Robin. <laughs> I'm not jealous at all. I'm just saying. Um, uh, uh, you don't want your monthly supply. <laughs> I'm just saying that the old the old guy was cooler than uh, what we thought, you know. And uh, yeah. I don't know. All right, so uh, that's that's it for Fisher of the Week. Let's move on to our listener eulogies. Okay, do you want me to read the email that we have? No, read the one we don't have. Okay. <laughs> Boom! That's like, I'm <laughs> so... on fire. <laughs> Someone put him out! Put him out! <laughs> Please, yeah. Okay, we have an email. Hmm. <laughs> From Steph Smith again. Hey, Steph. Okay, she says, okay, we're back to Nathaniel Sr. again. Again, I mean, I'm glad. It's tragic that Nate has to find out just how proud his dad is of him from perfect strangers. Nate wasn't around to find out how proud his dad was, and that's why he was so proud. Man, I can relate. I love Crazy Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> says, love you guys. And then she sent us um, a tweet. I just I think, oh, did I favorite it? Essentially, she just said she was tired of Claire getting crapped on. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. Too. What me? <laughs> yes, yes. Have you, you felt like you've been, been being, so you've been so you've been crapping on you the entire episode? It's a burden um, I bear. <laughs> Cylon and that mean Robin. I've been nice to you, Claire. <laughs> what did Billy do to you, Claire? Let's just talk about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get on to our last rites, our final thoughts on the episode, ratings wise and final thoughts wise. And, of course, the burden goes right to the guest. Okay. Um, this is definitely one of my favourite episodes of season one. Um, like you said earlier, Robin, I think the, the scene where uh, Nate finds the room and has the little montage of Nathaniel um, is, one, I think, one of the classic scenes um, that I remember from the, se- the series watching mm-hmm. it the first time. Um, I love the development of Ruth in this episode. I love um, how the kind of Billy storyline being introduced into it uh, you know, kind of develops um, and it makes the whole situation with Nate and Brenda a lot more interesting. Um, so I'm going to award it uh, in reference to Brenda's comment to Nate at the start of the episode. I'm going to award it eight. No, I'm going to award it nine. Sorry. Nine dick cutting hedge clippers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to say. How about Des? <laughs> okay um it was alright it wasn't my favorite episode I mean it was pretty good <laughs> um, 
Uh, I'm gonna give it uh, seven out of ten. Crazy but hot and appropriate stalkers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's all about the hot. <laughs> I really need a boyfriend or something. Is it because <laughs> she had scruff does? Yes, that's main reason. Yeah, I think I don't know if I've ever seen Jeremy Sisto in anything where he's clean shaven except for Clueless. Everything else, he's scruffy or bearded, and I do like that a lot. Hmm. Okay, I, um, well, I like this episode more than you did, so I think. <laughs> um, for much of the same reasons as Claire, I liked watching uh, Nate trying to suss out his dad. high-five Moira. Yeah, <laughs> fist bump. <laughs> um, and uh, I enjoyed the introduction of Billy as someone I can now loathe for a while. <laughs> as, uh-huh. as my loathing of Brenda is easing off, I can shift it over to her brother. So that's good. Give me somewhere to put my angst. Um, I felt so much uh, protectiveness for Claire in this episode. I just kind of wanted to give her a hug. And I liked at the end when she and Brenda were bonding. Um, and Brenda in her own little way, I suppose, trying to redeem herself for not protecting Claire all that well. So overall, I would give this episode an 8 out of 10 sharpshooting ghosts. Mm. (laughs) Uh, This is absolutely one of my favorite episodes of the series. I am a sucker for father-son relationship uh, talks or whatever, you know. Um, So yeah, 10 out of 10 uh, ping pong balls. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. You just hmm. want to know what she does with them. Do. <laughs> I'm sure I can tell you. <laughs> I can... <laughs> we can talk about it later, Robin. <laughs> All right, so that's it for our last right. Let's bury this episode. Hell yeah. Uh, you can visit us at fishercast.blogspot.com. Leave us a voicemail at 15412embalm. That's Five four one two three six two two five six, or visit <laughs> us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. <laughs> or you can e- email us at fishercast1 at gmail.com. We've been blathering on for an hour now about what we think, and we would love to hear what you think. Or you can send us an email if you would like to be a guest host for the episode. I haven't been blathering, but... Um... <laughs> uh, nor have I. But, uh... <laughs> okay, just me. Just Are you picking me? on Claire again? <laughs> no, she's British. She does not blather. <laughs> Claire, thank you very much again for coming on FisherCast, whatever podcast it is, uh, and, and talking about Six Feet Under. And we'd love to have you back sometime, so feel free to keep in touch. I would love to come back. Thank you very much, guys, for yes. being um, wonderful great. with my um, you know, maiden voyage into the world of podcasting. <laughs> so thank you very much, and I would love we to come back. No Hopefully it didn't hurt too much. Not too and uh, <laughs> where can we find you on the web? Um, I am. I will be um, guesting on the Twin Peaks podcast in um, a couple of weeks for episode fifteen. You can find me on Twitter and pretty much the rest of the internet as Maya Fire, which is M A I A F I R E. And um, please visit my Etsy store, which is also Maya Fire. And I'm always looking for commissions. So if there's any drawings you particularly would like to see, then let me know. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Des. <laughs> yes. Hi. You can find me all over the place. <laughs> I get around. Um, I. <laughs> you said it. 
<laughs> if only. Um, yes, I have a TV podcast, What's On with Stefan Des. I also have a um, dirty podcast about nothing really in general, and that's Nonsense Cast. So you can find me there or here. And you can find Moira Cruising Club Ramrod for potential house You can find me on Twitter. That's where you can find me. Moira Brown. There you go. Or you can find me here because I'm happy here. <laughs> and you can find me uh Vinny Junkyard, I believe, Vinny Junkyard.com, MoodySnobbery.com, and that's it for Fishercast this week. Next week, your homework is Brotherhood. As for the room, we therefore commit this episode to the ground. Ashes to ashes. Ashes to ashes. Dust, dust, dust. to dust. We gotta work on our time here. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. The pleasures of the journey to the center of the mind Come along if you care Come along if you dare Take a ride to the land inside of your mind Beyond the seas of thought Beyond the realm of what Across the streams of hopes and dreams Where things are really not Come along if you care Come along if you dare Take a ride to the land inside of your mind But please realize You'll probably be surprised For it's a land unknown to man Where fantasy Time to journey to the center of the mind. Sit-